Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. Day 23 of the 31 for 31 May Madness Challenge. Guess who listened today? Who? Ryan Bishop. Really? And I called him a seldom listener. You did. And he actually listened to that one. Because he doesn't hardly ever listen. He was like, seldom listener. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what you are. You don't listen that much. I think he told me that. I listened to some of them. Yeah. You know, that's seldom, Ryan. He's probably not listening to this one. But I thought that was really cool. And I've asked him to join us on the podcast, and he refuses. Why? He just he's said... too cool. Well, he's, he thinks it'll really drive our numbers down. <laughs> We're doing 31 podcasts in 31 days. When they see Ryan Bishop, special guest, they can just skip it. <laughs> They're not going to miss that much. Well, that's not actually true. If Ryan came on here... He could really drop some truth. He could. So I hope I hope Ryan will consider our plea uh, to please come on the podcast with us in person. Yeah. Like I will get him a microphone and we'll set him up, you know? Yeah, we should do set it. Set him right here in the middle of us and let him pontificate. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see. Today is Wednesday. So... It's kind of hard to adjust to the new Wednesday schedule now that school's out. Yeah, no kid, no uh, team kid, which is fabulous for me. <laughs> and no Wednesday meal. Yeah. Which, uh, which is I, not that fabulous because I do enjoy the church feeding yeah, yeah. our kids on Wednesdays. Yeah, but it's so crazy in there. It's like a hundred kids yelling at the top of their lungs. It just makes the summer Wednesdays are so much more peaceful. They are peaceful. But then you wind up at a camp somewhere. Right. Yeah, so. And I wouldn't describe preteen camp as peaceful. Mm. Mm. You'd just be wishing it was school year when you get to preteen camp. <laughs> Being in the routine. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a, great, uh, had a great day today, just writing. What did you do today? You know what I think made your day so great? Um, What? You're jump roping last night. Oh, yeah. I did some jump roping. I, I jump roped. I jumped rope. I jumped rope. Yeah, he really did it. He put on his uh, Christian rap. <laughs> I'm not Is gonna... that what you listened to? Yeah, the three Christian rap songs. Yeah. I don't even know who they were. I just typed in Reformed Rap on uh, Spotify. Actually, and... he was going to try it without the music, and he went out there and lasted about it was too hard. 30 I could... seconds. I was like, I need some rap music. <laughs> I need some Reformed rapping. So I listened to some reform rap. It was really good. It was very theological. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were it's a lot about justification. Yeah. You know, they were really exploring some doctrines. Right. Was, and the cat was like, What is happening? <laughs> the cat tried to get in that rope a couple times and it paid for it. <laughs> I had no mercy. So yeah, that was that was uh that was fun. I'm really sore. I'm not gonna do it tonight. Yeah. Because if we go theme parking tomorrow roller coastering tomorrow i need to save my energy all right yeah. so what else uh what else what did you do today mm, today was kind of a long day at home mm -hmm. uh chase the dog around yeah, the neighborhood had a, had a dog chase road um, bikes road bikes mm -hmm. um i don't know we, we watched an old movie so you kept it productive well i mean it's summer <laughs> summer you're allowed to watch movies in the summer. Okay. Go for it. 
It was a good day. Hanging out with the kids. Yeah. Dance. It, was a, it was a good day to, to, I mean, I really did. There's not that many days where I just have uninterrupted hours of just sitting there writing. Yeah. I mean, usually good. there, usually there's, there are hours of sitting there, but they're usually interrupted. Right. So I was able to really work, working on a new member curriculum, which is really just me stealing a bunch of stuff from other churches that I think is good. Yeah. I'm not reinventing the wheel on this one. There's way too many guys smarter than me that have come up with stuff. Yeah. So I'm just kind of using and adapting. But the way that they write stuff out is all bullet points. Like every every one of these that I'm looking at, it's tons of bullet points and abbreviations. And homie, don't play that. I write words out like Corinthians. Really? Yeah, because to me, this is I want it to look good. So okay. one core, two core doesn't. So your your um your documents are just paragraphs. A bunch of paragraphs. Yeah, awesome, right? Maybe the other guys were going for user friendliness. Not me. <laughs> you see that when you see what I've adapted, I've made it look like a professional wrote it. <laughs> I mean, stole it. <laughs> You would well, not. So you're saying when you plagiarize, you improve upon it as ha- you plagiarize? I'm totally saying that. <laughs> yeah, I've changed well, the words I think around. you stole some of that from Ryan Bishop. Yeah, stole a lot from Ryan today. He's a seldom listener, but he might be listening. Stole a lot from a place called Hickory Grove, but that was all by permission. I mean, Ryan gave these to me, yeah. so I'm adapting it with permission from so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. So. Now, they adapted and borrowed, too. So, I hope the permission they gave Ryan from whoever he got it from will cover me. Yeah. I don't know. Don't put it online. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> I don't think people care no. if you use their stuff. I think in the, in the, that I think it's flattering if anybody uses your stuff. I mean, unless you write a book. and then Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Or it's deodorant, because a stick deodorant. Yeah, that's gross. I always thought that was gross when guys would share deodorant that was stick deodorant. What? Do guys do that? I saw it happen many times. Oh, you know what I saw today? Can I, can, I, can I borrow your speed stick real quick? Did you see that post about how it's becoming in vogue for women not to shave their armpits? Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I was kind of amazed by some of the pictures because... They had a lot of hair under their arms? I didn't know women could grow that much hair under their arms. Oh, like, uh, Wow. That's uh, gross. I mean, I love it, though. Whatever. Whatever women want to do these days, I'm cool with it. I'm a little bit bewildered by that trend, but... Whatever, right? Yeah. It's 2018. Yeah. Do whatever you want. It's the 90s. So let's get into our topic for tonight. Okay, so we are on day 23 of 31 things to teach your kids in 31 days. So it's like eight more to go. That's amazing, right? I feel really tired tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my podcast energy going. You don't have it, huh? No, I don't have it. Okay, well let's let's. I think I need a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> All right. What time do they close? I don't know. Eleven. So we might. I mean, but that would. Do you think you really need that? No, I don't need that. I don't know. I don't think we should do it. I I don't think we should either. I've got no sugar added ice cream in the fridge, Let's but just, I'm out of whipped cream, and that just really, mm. that's a bummer. Yeah. 
If we get this podcast done, you can go get me some whipped cream. Where? At the dollar store. They have it? I don't know. They haven't had it for they a have, long time. They have Bluebell now. We'll see. I'll go down there and check if you'll just get to the topic and get me out of here. Okay. I don't know why we're discussing this on the podcast. Because people really care. <laughs> if you could see the stats right now. I'm a, I'm, You're I'm, not supposed to talk about I, that. I'm just saying. I'm a, I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but... I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm amazed. The cool people don't talk about the stats. No, but I'm just saying if you, saw, you, if you saw them, <laughs> you would be like, who are these people? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> and okay, why so, are they still listening? But so I'm, tonight's topic. All right. Okay. So tonight um, our topic is teach your kids how to be a good friend. Awesome. I never have had any good friends, so no. <laughs> Teach your kid how to be a good friend. So, I mean, we all got the lesson at the very beginning of life. You know, if you want to if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. You got to be a friend. Yeah. And that really that really is uh, great advice. It is. So, I can't improve upon that. You got some ideas? I actually think this is good advice for people in the church in general, Mm. as far as friendship is concerned. Mm. I think that a lot of times we forget how to be a good friend because we get so self-focused and we are thinking about how other people can meet our needs. I know we've, we have addressed this at some point this month, Mm -hmm. that idea of going to church and just thinking about how other people can serve you instead of going and thinking about how you can serve others. Right. But I think that some elements of good friendship have been lost in the church because we've forgotten how to live life together. Mm -hmm. We've gotten very private. We've gotten closed off. We, you know, our doors are closed instead of open now. Um, And this is not, I mean, that's a, that's a big generalization. I'm just talking about our society in general. We're, we're just not, we're we're not, we're not in a position to care for one another. See, that's, that's the problem with the walls, the screens and all the, in the busyness and all the things that separate us from having a, a life that is kind of tangled in with everybody else's life. Yeah. Is that we don't, we don't have the context to really care for one another remember, mm-hmm. remember when i did this, a sermon or something a long time ago i had like a ball of yarn and i was had all the people kind of stand around and we were throwing the yarn yeah and and showing the connections like, like so, so you know you're friends with this person and they're and, and kind of showing in the church how everybody was connected right and then it was sort of like it made a giant net and the purpose of you know i was like the this is a this network here is protection because right. now if you fall, there's, there's so many to catch you. Right. And it's all these relationships that exist. But when those relationships are gone, there's no net. Right. So we've lost that care and it's, and it's easy to lose that care. So you have to try to get back to that what 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 would you give as a piece of advice? How can you restore those relationships? As 
as adults? You mean just people in the church? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we have to remember um, what it's like to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I think we can get so wrapped up in our own Mm -hmm. stuff that we're not thinking about what other people may be dealing with or going through. Or when somebody has something fantastic happen to them, a lot of times we kind of immediately turn to a jealousy or a how did that happen to them or mm-hmm. or how, how can they afford that, you know, or these things mm-hmm. that we tend to think instead of just genuinely caring. caring for our friend and saying, I am so happy for you. This is a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we've lost some of that because we interpret, I think it's partly the internet that we interpret everything according to how we feel about it. And we're engaged in a giant competition. And so we need everything to just, everything a certain way to justify our existence and make us, it really shows a lack of faith that we're not trusting God and saying, I don't have to be anything. Yeah. All I have to be is uh, someone who loves you. Like I just have to be in love with you, Jesus. I don't have to prove anything. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to be. You know, this is something that's hard to when, when you're a pastor, and you really want people to think you're smart. You really want people to think you know everything. You want to be able to answer every question. Mm. But it's nice to stop and say, I don't have to be smart. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to be the one that has all the answers. What I have to be is have a heart turned towards the Lord. Right. Not, not, I don't have to be impressive in any way. Jesus is impressive enough. I just have to follow him and do what he says and, and focus on him. And then that other stuff really does, that takes care of itself. And so if our, if we're, our kids are finding their, so I think two things you could draw from that. Teach your kids how to be happy for, other, for good things that happen to other people. We've taught them how to be an encourager. Um, and to be, you know, be a friend, maybe you have to tie a bunch of these different things in. You have to know how to behave in public. You have to know how to be kind. You have to be an encourager. And you just teach the kids by your example, by talking. You can talk about their friends with them. Isn't that great that so-and-so had this happen? Right. That's, you can be gen- show them what it's like to be genuinely, genuinely um, pleased, you know, uh, for, for their good fortune. And then the other thing is that try to get into the child's brain that life is not just a giant competition. Right. Cause that's a, that's, we tend to probably give them that idea. If we show them that we're jealous of other people, mm. instead of just saying, Hey, God made you this way. God, we just think if my kid's not the best at this and the best at this and the best at this, what ter- all, none of that winds up mattering. Right. How good they are at a sport how many words they can read, all, all of those things. We had the um, the awards assembly at the school, uh, at at uh, our elementary school, and there was a little controversy over it this year. And I I sympathize with all sides yeah. in, in the controversy because there were parents who had taken off work and they, you know, their ch- child didn't get an award, and then I learned. Later, I guess this may be, a, I haven't seen the actual flyer, but they did send a note home that said, your child may not get an award because we're handing out certain types of awards. Best attendance, what were the other ones like? 
honor uh, roll. Honor roll, A, B, honor roll, A, honor roll. Reading uh, awards. Reading awards, you know. So you would kind of be able to tell if your kid's going to get an award or not. Perfect conduct, perfect attendance. I mean, you either got it or you don't. And uh, so there kind of arose a discussion on Facebook where all things, where all discussions arise. And and I don't think that it was it was more of a philosophical type of thing. Is like at what age do you stop giving every kid a certificate that says congratulations, you completed this grade, right? So that everybody could have got a piece of paper. And at this awards thing, the way it kind of worked out was maybe in a, in a particular classroom, maybe half the kids got an award, but there were some classrooms where maybe only two kids didn't get an award. And so they're like, well, you know. How, Shouldn't they have gotten the you know the participation award and then and then of course if you mention like the completion of the participation trophy then people jump on and they say well not everybody gets a trophy and not everybody gets a trophy and of course I held off on commenting on Facebook because I knew whatever I said would probably just get me in trouble because that's always what happens when I <laughs> jump in on Facebook like people love to get mad at me on Facebook. And I think, I see other people post dumb stuff all the time. People don't get mad at them like they get mad at me. They say that, it's, you know, maybe it's because I'm a pastor. And they're yeah. just like, do you really think a pastor should be saying something like that? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm so, I'm, I'm terrible. So always, I've learned my lesson. Don't, don't put something out there really that, like stick with easy stuff or stuff that's just so off the wall or vague that nobody could really attribute it to you. I don't even, you know what it says, say something about this when you post a link. I just don't even say anything. <laughs> I'm like, I could just say, I don't know how they got there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hacked, obviously. I, I was, yeah, I was hacked and, uh, <laughs> you know, that Bible verse showed up. No, but, um, so, I, but what I wanted to jump on there and say is to the, kind of to the discouraged parents and, and, uh, cause I could see both sides. I could see, well, you know, if if everybody gets if if you're trying to recognize out something that's outstanding in a child's accomplishments if everybody's outstanding there's no such thing as outstanding that's kind of the problem with everything that i'm reading on the internet being horrific have you noticed that everybody's mm. horrified yeah i'm like really you're hor- everyone is this horrified like what if something really horrifying happened then yeah. what would you be then right you would just die because you can't handle it because you you couldn't handle some tweets. <laughs> These tweets are horrifying. Really, really, some people are really experiencing awful things, and you're horrified by a tweet. Okay, you need to get a grip. But I, but I can you know I want to say uh, to those parents, and maybe you can tell me if this is ridiculous or not. But I think it's true. Is that if you just hang in there for a little bit, like your kid is going to be able to do something awesome. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it won't be until they're 25. But if you hang in there, like, they will find someone to marry. They'll have a kid. They'll have a job. And you're going to be like, I cannot believe I raised this person. They're so competent. And you'll be, like, wanting to give them all kinds of awards. <laughs> She'll be like, all those people that were getting awards in fifth grade, they're in jail. <laughs> and my kid, look at my kid. No one thought he was going to be anything. And look at him now. He's got way more money than all those other kids. <laughs> So if you just hang in there, you don't know what it's going to be where they'll where they will excel at something, and and it may just be a few years down the road. If you just hang in there and say, hey, you know what? God's made us all with a talent. He's he's and, and some of these things that are a big deal now just don't happen to lie in your talent and gift area. But what? But it's coming. 
If you'll just, but you've just got to trust the Lord. You've got to uh, know, like we were saying last night, that he's sovereign, that he's in control and he's got this worked out. And so let's just, let's just be happy and be rejoicing and let's focus on what we know is important. And so when something good happens for your friend, you're not in a competition with them because God didn't, you know, God made the best Chad Edgington, um, that he's ever going to make. And it's you. And so you just have to be content with that and, and see what he's going to do in your life. Yeah. Through, and we have to stop trying to call the shots for God. I think maybe that's what we're doing that gets us in trouble. So we wind up disappointed in him and his plan because we think we know better. Right. So teach your kids that, you know, whenever you're trying to show them how to be a good friend, you're not in competition with your friends. Unless it's healthy competition, like ping pong. Yeah. Or um, trivial pursuit. That was always a big one for me. Right. A lot of feuding over that. (laughs) A lot of competition with, with who knew the most useless information. Yeah. But for regular stuff, be happy for them. Yeah. Exactly. So if we're talking about getting into practical things about teaching kids how to be a good friend, um, of course they're going to be watching to see how you interact with people that you call your friends. So we're going to have to, you know, in the church, of course, we're going to have to be living life with people where we are going through things together. Mm-hmm. And we're not afraid to show our weaknesses. We're not afraid to share our troubles and our heartaches. And, I mean, that's the real joy of friendship is is having people to experience life with. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important, especially when your kids are learning to kind of figure out who their people are, you know, when they're mm-hmm. – because when kids are young, they – they kind of move from friend group to friend group sometimes, and they're trying to figure out as as people grow and change who their who their friends are. I think that you have to kind of help your kids interpret some things about interpersonal relationships. For instance, you may have to point out to your child when when she's explaining something that happened. You know, it doesn't sound like that she is being a very good friend to you. Mm. Yeah. Or it doesn't, she's not acting like someone who is your friend because sometimes your kids can, can hang on to a person for years who is not being a good friend to them. You got to curate that hate. And you, you have to help your kids see, you know, there are people out there who would be good friends to you and that this person doesn't seem to be one of them. Yeah. Maybe you need to branch out a little bit. And there are a lot of things that you can teach your kids as well whenever they come home telling you about things that happened at school. When they're explaining something and you realize that they did not respond in the way that a good friend would, Mm. then you can stop and explain to them, you know, what would a good friend do in this situation? It wouldn't be probably how you responded to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because kids have, you know, issues just like grownups do with people and and relationships. And so you have to kind of talk to them about how to work through uh, interpersonal problems with their friends and things like that. And there are a lot of times in elementary school when your kid has a best friend and then a third person is introduced and then it kind of gets crazy because it's hard for three people to have a friendship triangle. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard for kids to have more than one, like 
they have like a person that's their friend. Yeah. And they just kind of are both fixated on each other, and it's hard to to pull, you know, for them to have more than one person that they're friends with at the same time. Right. So like, well, you was hanging out with so-and-so today. Well, why didn't y'all play together? I don't know. We just, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't want to, we didn't want to play the same game. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, that's, that's hard. But, but you just have to say, you know, you can, you make, you make other friends. You, you just, um, you know, play with the group or where, you know, wherever you can. I mean, I don't know how you 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 just have to tell them. Uh, You've got plenty you, of friends at school. Yeah, there's a, there's other options besides the one person. There are plenty. There's plenty of people you know. Yeah. And there are times whenever your kid is is drawn to someone who really is truly not good for them and who is a bad influence. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I think it's okay <clears throat> to kind of direct your child away from that person. You know, if they're going to be a bad influence on your child. Yeah. I know that um, some people probably have the theory that you should send your kids to school and they should be, you know, Christ to everyone on the playground and that kind of thing, which I do think your kids should should seek to be a reflection of Christ. But we can't expect our young kids to, you know, rehab kids who are not getting um parental instruction at home. I mean, our kids can't be another kid's parent. Right. So sometimes I think we expect too much out of our little kids. If there's a child who's bothering them or who is bullying them or who is getting them in trouble, I think it's okay to say to your kid, hey, I don't know if you should try to be friends with him anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just find somebody else to hang out with. Right. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Or when they come home, they're like, so-and-so said that, that she's my frenemy. Yeah. What's a frenemy? Like, that's not your friend anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That was really an instance. That was when Adelaide was in first grade. There was a little girl, for whatever reason, that Adelaide wanted to be her best friend so, so, so bad. Mm. And this little girl just tortured her all year long with her frenemy stuff, you know, where one day she would show up and be Adelaide's friend, and the next day she wouldn't speak to her and would talk about her and laugh at her and all this. We went through that for a year. But that was a good learning uh, thing for Adelaide because she kind of figured out that year that just because you want to be friends with someone doesn't mean they're going to be a good friend to you. Right, yeah. And now she's just pretty much settled into the idea that girls are always having drama and they're all crazy. Yeah, well, she's learned that if you just wait 30 minutes, the tide will turn and, yeah. you know, just, everything just will be different. Your, doesn't put any stock in it. <laughs> yeah. Just hang on. They'll forget about it. So, Just to kind of wrap this up, I would say that we really do need to demonstrate this for our kids in mm-hmm. our own relationships. And I would say your marriage is probably the most important friendship that your parents are, I mean, that your children are going to see. Yes, because, you know, you're my best friend. <laughs> and you're my best friend. I'm glad you didn't say I was your frenemy. <laughs> or you were my frenemy. No, if, you, if, you have a, if you love your spouse, you know, and, they, and they, they see a good friendship there, where you care for one another and you enjoy spending time together and you help each other, that shows them what a friendship is and what a marriage is. And it gives them that security and comfort. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a great point. <laughs> Chad is yawning. 
Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we got to 23 and we kind of hit a wall. Well, you, you, you know, you were talking and it made me sleepy. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're being a very good friend to me right now. <laughs> what I hear you saying is that you're upset with the way I'm being a friend to you. Oh, man. Am, am I hearing you correctly? I feel like that we have kind of been a little all over the map about teaching your kids to be a good friend. But I think the bottom line is that if you are demonstrating good friendship with people, especially within your church, what are you laughing about? Oh, I was just thinking, like, what if tonight is, what if we just ran out of stuff to say tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. Like, like we just ran, like we were, we've, we've been chatty Cathy's for 22 episodes. We got to 23 and we're like, what? <laughs> How does this tongue in my mouth work? What do I say? I don't know why we're so out of it today. It's a, it's kind of a weird, but you know, this, you got to power through. You got to push through. Yeah. Listener, push through. They're not all home runs. That's what I say about my sermons. <laughs> yeah. You only hit a home run every now and then. Most of the time you strike out. Yeah. So we're playing t-ball and we're getting a hit most of the time. This might have been a little bit of a strikeout. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, you know, I enjoy just sitting here striking out with you because <laughs> you're my friend, <laughs> and I've missed my friend all day. <laughs> so teach your kids to. So let's. So how would we recap it? We said. I mean, if there was any structure to this. <laughs> Which we should probably like write notes down. Maybe we should. Yeah, I would or, say for twenty four, if we're if we're still hitting the wall, we need to start with notes. Yeah, and be like an be. outline because yeah. that would be really because a lot of the stuff we riff on because we've been talking about it for ten years. Well, and I can't tell at this point, twenty three days in, I feel like I'm saying things I've already, already said. said. Yeah. I think I am. That's how you. But you know, it's, it's weird. That's. That's the sensation you have preaching all the time. You're like, I know I've said this before. Yeah. But you just say it again. And then and then you're like listening. And you're like, why does he always tell the same stories? Because he can't remember what he said. <laughs> I just hope that this isn't your first listen to the podcast. Okay, go tonight. listen to episode 36 about redheaded mutations. Uh, people love that one. <laughs> Uh, it gets. It must get a like redheaded mutants must get a ton of of Google search hits somehow. I don't know because people in America love redheaded mutant uh, podcasts, hmm. and this was not one. Yeah. So, teach your kids. If you want to have a friend, you got to be a friend. It's not a big competition. Lead by example in your lead, own relationships. Lead by example. In your own relationships. What else? It's okay to direct your kid to different friends mm -hmm. if they have someone in their life who's being a bad influence. And since that's all I can remember right now, if you need the other points, just go back and listen again. <laughs> <laughs> listen again. They're regretting listening yeah, they're the like, first I can't time. believe I've done this for 31 <laughs> minutes. Listen to y'all talk about how bad y'all podcasted tonight. <laughs> Hey, anyway. but guys, we're still we're we're still in this together, right? Yeah. Right. Say you, right? you could say you could say you know I was with Chad and Melissa during the highs and the low. I remember episode twenty three and it was rough. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll close this with this. There's a verse in Hebrews chapter three, so it's about caring for one another, making sure nobody falls into sin. 
uh, you know, the best thing you can do as a friend and to get to that point of, of where you can really speak truth into someone's life uh, is whenever you, you, whenever you have a Christian friendship. And as we are saying, if kids see you have a Christian friendship, they will understand what a Christian friendship looks like, discipleship and caring for one another. And if they see those kind of friendships, they won't settle for other friendships. They'll know what a real friendship is. Okay, and that brings up a really, I'm glad you said that. Because I think this is a really important point. Hey, look, we just might be salvaging this one. We're going to get to a point. (laughs) Okay. It's very, very important that we teach our kids as they grow that you can only grow so close to another person Mm -hmm. before you're going to hit a spiritual wall. Sort of like an episode 23 wall, but it's a spiritual wall. Exactly. You cannot go any further with them. If they are not a Christian, yeah, there is a there is the deepest part of you they cannot understand, mm-hmm. and so we need to be teaching our kids as they grow that their very closest friendships need to be reserved for people who are Christians. Mm-hmm. And I would say, of course, that the same is true for us as adults. We need to, you know, our closest confidants, the people that we really share our struggles and griefs with. Those need to be people who are speaking spiritual truths over, biblical truths over us, mm-hmm. and not are, are just giving us worldly wisdom. Mm-hmm. We need to be um, in real relationship with people who understand the biblical worldview and will advise us and help us move in that direction instead of, you know, the way the world would tell us to go. And the world doesn't care for you. So, I think we've wrapped it up, right? That was a good way to close it. I guess. My my English still wasn't coming to my Yeah, having trouble brain. with nouns and verbs and all yeah. that. Well, I think what you need is ice cream and whipped cream. That's it. And if it. we can make that happen tonight and, and tomorrow, there's no telling what the podcast will be like tomorrow. It's going to be wild and crazy. You better come back. Yeah, better come back tomorrow after we've gone to Six Flags all day long. It, it will not be a strikeout tomorrow. It's going to be like one in the morning, and we'll be sitting here. It's going to be crazy. My goodness. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening tonight. You, you are our favorite listener. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>